everybody. Welcome to another Prepare to Board podcast. PrepareToBoard.com is our website, so go to PrepareToBoard.com and check out our latest reviews and other content. We hope to be doing uh, podcasts on a weekly basis as well as uh, review articles and other board game content. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Newsom. He's a friend of mine from, from way, way back. So Ryan, go ahead and uh, just introduce yourself and by telling everybody... You know, kind of how, what got you into board games in the first place or what kind of games you grew up around and what kind of games you're playing today. Sure. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Newsom, and I have been playing board games well, for quite some time, but really in my youth, it was always the standards, Monopoly, Uno, and all the other basic games that you kind of um, are forced to play growing up. I really am coming to board gaming more from a video game player background i guess and board gaming is more so a way to hang out with friends in real time and go through like a little mini adventure together that being said i am more of a casual plus board gamer and um, a list of some of the board games that i like are coloretto ink and gold red seven carcassonne Uh, bonanza is actually a really fun one that i like hanabi and so these are some of the board games that are usually easy to learn. And you can kind of play through it once, and then the second time through, you can be competitive and actually get to the point where you're making those decisions. But really, with board gaming, what I love about it is just it's like another way to connect and hang out with a lot of my friends. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, well, definitely we'll get to talk to, about some of those games you, you mentioned today, but the, the main focus of our podcast is going to be about playing games digitally. Like obviously in today's climate, man, we are all stuck at home for the, a lot of us stuck at home for the foreseeable future. Right. And so even myself who I like playing games in person, that's my favorite part is sitting across from people hearing the comments, teaching people games, that communal aspect of it. And that's something that gets me away from a screen. I found it in these times, you know, I'm drawn back to, okay, well, how else can I engage people? Uh, and can I play some of these board games digitally? Ryan, you have been playing on Board Game Arena, right? Yeah, I haven't. What's been your experience with that? Like, were you playing before you were, uh, you know, quarantined? Like, is, is that kind of what made you switch to this? Yes, it, it is why we started playing on Board Game Arena. When I say we, I mean me and my wife. We have a couple back in California where we moved from about a year ago who introduced us to a lot of those games that I like to play. And I'm actually kind of regretting just finding out about this website now because honestly, we just moved and so we didn't have our board game friends with us anyway and we would have been using it already. But it was the motivation to jump on Board Game Arena and I think that the site has kind of been in beta, I, I believe is what I was told, but it's really kind of getting its legs now and a lot of people are jumping on board. So it's been great because these are all games that I've played in in real life beforehand. Cool. I've started looking into this more recently as well. What, you know, definitely didn't play a lot of digital board games. And uh, the interesting thing is the kind of the main names in digital board games, Board Game Arena, Tabletopia is another browser-based site where you can go and play board games. And then desktop application from Steam, or at least it's available on Steam, called Tabletop Simulator. These games like simulate playing the games where they have all the, the graphics of the cards and you can click and hold and move the pieces. But as far as I know, at least with the two that I have experience with, there's no rule enforcement. So you have to know how to play the game. Is that the same as well with Board Game Arena? 
Um, there are a list of rules for each one, so you can learn them, and it actually gives an affordance to people who are new to the game because it'll just you know you have an account, and it'll give those people longer to do their turns for the first time through. Mm. And actually kind of remind the other players that, hey, this is their first time playing through. And so to actually kind of have everyone kind of expect uh, the, you know, like ability level of the people playing the games. So, okay. I, you know, it definitely enforces the rules, though. It is not, it is not like you can't just do what you need to do. It will say this is an invalid move. Oh, right. So, so if I roll, a, if, if I'm, if it's a roll and move game and I roll the die and, and the die is a six and that means I move six spaces, if I move seven spaces, it'll say, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I haven't played a game where you roll dice and then move, but I'm actually assuming that the implementation for this site would be that you would roll the dice and it would move for you. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's really different from some of the other options that are out there. Every other one I've seen has been, it's just the pieces you need on a, in a digital, you know, like a, like in a 3d model and you move those pieces, but you have to know the rules of the game. Oh, that's, that's great to like lower the barrier of entry. Right. Cause there's yeah. lots of games that I want to play, but I don't know how to play them or haven't been taught them. And I, and of course I want to play, check out new games and especially if that's what's available, if that's what people are playing. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about what games, like what's your favorite game to play on there and that, that you think that if you were to tell people like, hey, check out this, like uh, this really showcases the platform well, like from your experience. So we've played a handful of games on here, but I think the more simple games with just a decision to be made is actually the most fun, especially if you're approaching it um, from the direction that I am, which is to play with people that I already know. Mm -hmm. So... Ink and Gold is a great example of that. Um, there's Colt Express, if you've heard of that game. Ink and Gold, I know, though, is pretty straightforward. Like, Walk me through a little bit of like what playing that is like digitally. Yeah, so Ink and Gold, you're exploring a temple and is basically just drawing individual cards. And that card is either a, an arrangement of like gems or a treasure, and or it's a hazard. And if two hazards appear and there's three of each in the deck... I, it'll mean that everyone goes home without gaining any money. And so every turn, you flip a card and you just make a decision whether or not you're going to continue on that temple run or go home with any gems or loot that you already have. So there's a couple more like little nuances to it, but that's essentially it. And so it's a pretty fun game. You are making a decision that matters, but at the same time, it's really simple. But on the other hand, there's a game called Red 7, it's a card game and there's like specific rules on each card that you have to kind of read. And it's more difficult on this platform because there's just more text to read on small cards. And so it's, there's more you have to do to even prepare to make your turn. Whereas like the more simple games like Ink and Gold, or if you've heard of For Sale, that's also just a very simple decision that you're kind of making. Those work really well. But if you're an expert in some of these games, then you can kind of jump right in them and, it'll feel relatively comfortable. That's a really good point about what it's like to engage with these components uh, in on a digital platform is like, you know, especially text on cards, like that can be hard to see. And I'm a, I imagine board game arena has like a zoom piece of it, right? Where you can zoom in on a, on a card or a thing to, in order to see the text. I, I know that tabletop sim and uh, tabletopia also offer that i was playing 
survive Escape from Atlantis uh, on uh, Tabletopia. Real, real simple game. It's a competitive game in which on, on the board you have an island that's sinking and you're just you're moving your pieces to the edges of the board in order to escape with the the most people or the most treasure or loot that those people are carrying. And uh, it's it's a really it's a really good game for the platform. And there's nothing really to read. But with games uh, that that you need to look closely at the components, you tend to need to zoom in on those things. And even like there's some detail on the underside of the tiles that you pick up every turn in uh, in Survive Escape from Atlantis that you might need to zoom in and look at. Uh, And that that slows down the game a little bit and, and it's not quite to me, like at least as fun as and tactile as picking up these pieces and seeing and seeing the the tiles or the things in your hand as well. So that doesn't like get a little bit of a downside other than like, other than that, like it's still better than not playing oh, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So when you play these games, like how do you communicate with the people you're playing with? Like some game, some of these have in-game chats uh, and a lot of people use discord. Yeah. So uh, Board Game Arena, if you have a premium membership, you can actually do video chat, but we actually prefer just a FaceTime or a Google Hangout call on an iPhone sure. and just have that running because we're also just talking to our friends, so we don't want to have the system of the game playing website also have like the throughput of our, our chat. So yeah, it's mostly just a hangout. You know, we get our drink and we play our games and it's... It's fun, and another th- reason I like the more simple games is we can hold a conversation while we're playing them. It's not too deep of a game um, so that it'll uh, require our full attention the whole time that we're playing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that like f- fun, light, quick card games or or simple like simple games that are very easy to tell how to play simply by looking at the the board layout or the game layout is is a uh, is highly desirable in these digital platforms uh, be, because it's there's much less finickiness of like having to move pieces or having to know like do i left click this or is this option of flipping this thing or shuffling these cards or this sort of thing buried uh, in the options on this on this platform how has learning to play like a card game because there's some different things you have to do with the cards and know when cards are, are in your hand or, or played on the table um, how has that been learning how to digitally manipulate the cards been on the board game arena well, it's actually been pretty simple. I think the only kind of card game that I've even played that I didn't know beforehand was Colt Express. Mm-hmm. And the cards on Colt Express... Actually, Colt Express is a really well-implemented board game on this um, website. And it's pretty simple, really zoomed in. You're looking at your hand, and you're just making like a simple selection each each turn. So that hasn't been too hard. In fact, Colt Express, the physical version of it is actually i believe a 3d train and they even have like the like a you know a virtual model of that i mean it's not very very well animated but it doesn't need to be like it's representing a board game and so the whole setup of some of these games is actually like very straightforward in a way that you could learn it especially since we're learning it while talking to our friends who are already experts in the game yeah, Cold Express is a is an interesting game. To, I would imagine to play on this because yeah, it does have that little uh, the, the the physical board game has that you know the little cardboard train that you put together and you have your guys on them and, and move them around the different train cars, and and to me those components are like a really fun part of it, and you kind of like remove the the kind of visual element from that game and it loses a little bit 
uh, to not have that, like that little physical, even though it's a cardboard train. Something is lost. There is, there is something fun about playing with physical pieces, even if it's just like a hand of cards, like shuffling cards. It's mm-hmm. fun. I don't know. There's when you're talking about RNG or just like the randomness that is generated by a computer. I don't know. It's more fun when you're actually just drawing from a physical deck or mm-hmm. laying out chips and things like that. But at the same time, the convenience of this website, even if we weren't under quarantine, is undeniable. I have a small child and it's harder and harder to find time. Even if I was in the same city as someone, I could play board games with them way more often with this than I, you know, it would be like a once every two months thing in real life yeah. or we could do it every week with this with no problem. That 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 is the plight of the board gamer is trying to find like the time and the space and the ability to like get everyone together in a room and have everybody sit together without interruptions for X period of time. And so yeah, this this way of playing does uh, does eliminate that. And uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. Like right, like I don't necessarily know if I want to sit down and play maybe a two and a half hour giant dungeon crawling game playing this although you can um but playing like kind of light and quick games with really uh simple iconography that are really easy to look at and and decipher uh and play with uh, like a wide variety of people relatively quickly uh does sound like a really um, exciting thing to do so a kind of changing topic just slightly uh, one of the other platforms that's out there there's probably many more that we're that we're not even mentioning or covering there's also uh roll20.net is primarily for uh, our role-playing games. And I've used it to play uh, Dungeons & Dragons, uh, D&D 5th Edition. And it's really great. It has uh, It's free to use. It has a lot of free materials for you to bring into this, but also has integrated video and voice chat, which is awesome. I don't know if they have like a sm- board games as well, like on the site, but it's definitely like kind of a really cool uh, platform. And RPGs are excellent to play right now because it's basically just a bunch of people sitting together telling a story together and rolling some dice and if you don't even have the dice in front of you you can roll the dice digitally and so just for people who are listening to this podcast and are looking for options that might be another one okay cool well i'm trying to think anything else that we should cover about playing games digitally and what and what that's like when when you look at board game arena some of their implementations like i said are great some of them like Yahtzee, we've played Yahtzee, and it's essentially a mm-hmm. Excel spreadsheet. But you know what? It was still fun because <laughs> <laughs> I love Yahtzee. And I was playing. I was actually playing it with a friend who is a video game 3D graphics artist, hmm. and I was like, "This must be killing you!" But yet, we still had a great time playing it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Board Game Arena has, I mean, has a free tier, as you as you probably know. Um, the premium version i think it just kind of unlocks options but one thing it allows you to do is have two people play in the same ip address so you can't have a bunch of free tier people who are essentially cheating if you are uh, playing together (laughs) and they make it so that you have to be premium to even have that right so uh, that's actually the reason that i have a premium tier is so that i can play with my wife at the same time on the same internet Oh, so they they actually monitor your IP, and if you guys are on the same IP, you can't be you can't be playing together. 
yeah, if you if you have a free if you're just in the free tier and you're on the same IP, it won't let you join the same game together. Oh, I gotcha. So that like if you and I are sitting in the same room together, I'm telling you my cards, you're telling me yours. We're both yeah. gonna we're gonna game the system, and you know, we're if we're playing like Texas Hold'em or something, for for example, uh, you could be telling me your your hand, of, and I, and I could be telling you mine, and I make sure that you win. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't think about that. That's you know, definitely putting anti-cheating me- mechanisms in place makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, it's a huge problem with online gaming when it comes to video games. And given the, how many more people are coming to play these games, it's going to be something that's really important. To, you know, to have fun playing games and not have people you know cheating all the time. Yeah, and on that note, though, one more thing I'd like to add about it is we've actually played with random people just. Mm-hmm in the wild and everyone seems pretty happy and friendly on this site you know it's it's a lot less less toxic than most video game communities if you're if you're new to board gaming one thing i will say about like board gaming communities like online forums digital board gaming platforms things like that uh, the board gaming community is a lot more positive than maybe the internet at large people around board games that are passionate about games they really are looking to have positive you know encouraging human connection and and a lot of the vitriol and other you know immaturity that you see elsewhere on the internet is often left out of board gaming communities. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much. And I spend so much time doing this podcast, doing this website as a hobby is that, you know, people are generally very, the the board game community is generally very encouraging. So I'm glad that that's been your experience on board game arena. And I would imagine that's true of most of the board gaming platforms out there. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about, talking about this today i hope that people learned a little bit more about the digital platforms that are out there and that you guys that are listening go out and check these these things out i'd love to hear back from you guys about your experiences with these platforms what you like what you don't like uh, make sure to email me at prepare to board at gmail.com that's prepare number two board b-o-a-r-d at gmail.com also check us out our website prepare to board.com Uh, as well as on Twitter and Facebook. Appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Hopefully we'll we'll talk again in the future. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Just one quick note. Just wanted to say we are not sponsored by any of these digital board game platforms. We have gotten to play on them and enjoyed our time on them and wanted to share our thoughts on it with all of you guys. We haven't received anything from them. No one's asked us to do this. It's just something uh, that we thought during these times when we're all stuck at home during this COVID crisis that you guys will get a chance to maybe you know hear us talk about these things. Check out these digital board games. Play board games when you can't have people in your home. Thanks again for listening to prepare to board.com and we'll see you next time.